Welcome to Care in the Load podcast. In this episode, Mark and Annette discuss how stories can benefit each of us. If you want to find purpose in stories and how to put yourself in a position to see analogies of life so you can gain wisdom through experience, tune in now. It's Annette and Mark with Karen the Load. We are so excited to have you here with us today. Hey, everybody. It's Labor Day today. It is Labor Day. And what are we doing? Well, we're doing a podcast, something that you and I haven't done really for a number of months, just you and I together. We've had special guests. We've had some great guests who shared their insights and ideas, uh, but it's just you and I today. It's the two of us, and I'm really excited to do this. We have talked quite a bit about this podcast and what we wanted to share and the importance of it and why. You know, I was listening to um, Brene Brown's podcast the other morning as I was on my walk, and she was talking about how really this time of year, this Labor Day season, is actually brings on a new year and a new feeling and a new just a newness. There are a lot of holidays in the year that we enjoy for different reasons. But Labor Day, you're absolutely right, Annette. Labor Day is a day of newness. Typically, we think of the first part of September as being back to school or the summertime is over. It's time to get back to work. And so here we are today. We're going to be talking about uh, newness. We're going to be talking about stories and the importance of stories. And really, friends, Karen the Load, it's all about stories. And we're sharing others' stories with you. And hopefully we'll bring in principles and enlightenment that offers hope and healing in your life. You know, when we started Karen the Load and started doing these podcasts, we had no idea the impact of some of the stories that uh, we've heard would have not only on us, but a lot of you as well. We've heard from many of you that uh, a particular story or a particular podcast that was uh, shared kind of outlining someone's life and uh, where they have gotten in their life because of some of the experiences and stories that they had to share have impacted them in a positive way. It's been really profound and eye-opening to me. So today we wanted to just share with you some stories the lessons that we have learned from these stories and the hope and just those aha moments. And not just the stories themselves, but why stories are important. Right. And, you know, I remember, Annette, we talked a number of months ago, right when COVID was was really beginning to, to show itself, we were wondering what was going to happen in the summer when COVID was all over with and that uh, everything was back to normal. And here we are, what, six months later. We still don't have anything that we can look at and say, this thing is going to be over shortly. We don't, but I honestly, I don't want to go back to the way things exactly were. I want to take things and lessons from these stories and experiences that we are all having and become better and offer more and to serve and lift and love my fellow neighbors. I think that's the one thing that I have come to appreciate more than anything is that need for connection 
that need for um, sharing my life with others and, and sharing our stories. So when we consider our stories, let me, I'm going to ask you a question, Annette. And uh, the question I would ask you is, why are stories important? Stories are important because that gives us insight into someone's life. It gives us insight into who they really are deep down because it's the story behind their experiences and the, that story that helps them to become. So I'm kind of going somewhere with that question. Who really benefits from the story? We all do. We, we all do, including ourselves, don't we? We do. And I think that's the one thing I've learned the most with what we've been doing is I, have, I feel like I've learned the most because of other stories. Yeah, I feel the same way as well. And as you and I have been talking during the last few days, uh, this weekend, we've been talking about the importance of stories in our lives and some of the stories that have impacted us personally, not only those that we've experienced ourselves, but those, like you say, that we've heard from others that uh, have given us maybe a new perspective. We heard from someone recently, actually just this weekend, uh, on a uh, story that uh, we did with the Bennetts, mm-hmm. how important that story was for them to, for this person to hear from the Bennetts, Bennetts as they struggled through some serious, serious issues in their lives. And it gave that that individual such hope, hope for the future. It didn't take away the feelings of, oh, this is going is hard. It gave that hope that yes, this is hard, but it is worth it. When we think of stories, let's not just think and concentrate our, our thoughts on the tough stories of our lives there, but let's think of those stories that were uh, stories of, of learning, storing, stories of growth, stories of happiness. You know, we've all got stories that we can share, and we might even share one or two stories with you today about experiences that we've had that have really helped us to gain maybe some of the uh, insights and some of the growth that we've needed to have personally in our own lives. I'm and, excited. And so you know, maybe I'll start with a, a quote. And, and I've really appreciated this quote. Uh, someone we've, we've shared with you before that about nine years ago, we lost our 21-year-old son to the effects of a brain tumor. Someone introduced me to a quote that a uh, person by the name of Orson F. Whitney shared uh, the, the, the quote goes like this. He said, no pain that we suffer, no trial that we experience is wasted. It ministers to our education, to the development of such qualities as patience, faith, fortitude, and humility. All that we suffer and all that we endure, especially when we endure it patiently, builds up our character, purifies our hearts, expands our souls, and makes us more tender and charitable, more worthy to be called the children of God. And it's through sorrow and suffering, toil and tribulation that we gain the education that we came here to earth to acquire and that will make us more like our Father and Mother in Heaven. I've, I've grown to a really appreciate that quote because it helps me to recognize that, uh, yeah, there are going to be times in my life that uh, I really struggle because of things that happen. Sometimes things that uh, can be affected, sometimes the things that uh, we we they're just going to happen to us. Death, situations there that uh, we don't anticipate. And that quote really meant a lot to me because it helps me to recognize that, uh, especially the word where it says, no trial that we experience is wasted. Why is that important, Annette? 
when I think about that and I think about different trials that I've had, that you and I have had, but that I've had individually as well, I would never want to waste that experience by not looking at it, by not trying to learn from it, by not trying to um, turn that experience into a positive thing for me. And that's really the emphasis, I think, of what we wanted to talk about today is how can experiences, how can stories of our lives, stories of others benefit us in such a way that uh, we do look at it as a growth, something that uh, will help us to, to gain that insight that really we need to gain that will make us stronger and, and more uh, able to withstand some of the other pressures that we might have in life. Because really, for me, and I hope for all of you, um, friends, that these experiences, these stories that are shared with us, these stories of our own lives, they do build upon each other in a way that we can take a stepping stone from this story over here, and we can take this stepping stone from this story over here, and this stepping stone from this one. And with all of these stepping stones, we learn and we become stronger and and with more fortitude and have a greater foundation. There are a lot of analogies in stories. There are a lot of analogies just in nature and things that we see. As we went on a walk this morning there, there were things that uh, we saw in nature as uh, the leaves are starting to turn red with the fall and uh, how, di how different seasons in life can also affect us as well. And one of the things that I was thinking this morning is, am I putting myself in a position where I see analogies in, in life itself? And, and I think that sometimes we put ourselves in a position where maybe we don't think past the story itself. Well, let me ask you this. I think to be able to see the analogy, we have to be present. Oftentimes, we're on, in our own world. And whether we're on a walk and we're thinking about what we have to accomplish during the day or, you know, this for work or this, you know, this and that, and we're really not present. And if we're not present, how are we going to see that analogy? It's, it's really hard. And, you know, analogies are all around us. One of, the, one of the suggestions that I would have for you after you listen to this podcast is to spend an hour outside. If you can only look out the window, just do that. But spend an hour where you do nothing but uh, think about the things around you and uh, how those how those things and, and things is a filler word. And I, I don't really like to use that word very often there, but there are so many things around us inside, outside, within us, outside of us that we can look at uh, that are very analogous. There are. But again, when you go outside, be present. Sometimes your mind's going to float off, but bring it back. You have to have that intention to be present, and that's a, a skill that we can all learn, and I know that I can do better with. So when we think about stories, when we think about experiences that we've had, are we, are we incorporating those stories into growth? Are we incorporating that growth into change? And I think of... 
throughout my life, I've, I've had so many different experiences that have helped me to grow. Many of those experiences have come from other people who have shared with me the analogies that they see. I remember a time when I was a uh, probably about uh, 12, 14 years old, and uh, I had a very wise father, and he was always finding analogies in life. We own another home down in southeastern Utah, and in that home, it's an old, old home. It was uh, built during the 1930s, and a lot of those things, uh, most of the things in that home have been replaced, but there are a number of things such as like the toilet, for example, that hasn't been replaced in years and years. It hasn't. But I'm grateful for an indoor toilet, let me tell you that. Absolutely, absolutely. But I remember one time uh, we had a leak in the... uh, in in the uh, in the toilet itself, not in the toilet, but in the uh, in the uh, pipes, in the plumbing, in the plumbing the itself that, that went in, right, right. right. Uh, there was a uh, shutoff valve uh, on the toilet, and I remember for years that thing leaked like crazy. Well, from whenever I came into the family, so it's, if you remember this from when you were twelve, fourteen, <laughs> you know this was many years. So, so we had how did we deal with it? We had a bucket. That we'd put underneath it there. First, it was a bucket, but then, and yeah. I and I remember asking you this, and thought, "What is that black?" <laughs> it was like black tape, but you know what? It wasn't black tape. Well, it, it was, but there was more to it than that as well. My my dad was born in 1918, and uh, he he kind of grew up in that era era of uh, hey, you you deal with what you've got. And and uh, he learned at an early age that uh, if something couldn't be fixed with baling wire or old bicycle inner tubes, or you got him onto duct tape before he or duct away. tape or electrical tape, then then that thing probably uh, probably should have never been invented. But he had this idea that he could fix everything. In this case, uh, he he fixed that leaky uh, that that leaky heart or uh, fitting. plumbing fitting there. Uh, with uh, with every year he put a little bit more duct tape. Every year he put a little bit more more baling wire or a little inner bit tube. more inner tubes there. He wrapped it with an uh, inner tube there to the point where there was a huge, probably softball sized ball. Yeah, it was a softball sized ball. I, it was huge. And I remember one summer as we were down there, uh, my my father said, you know, let's see if we can't uh, fix this. And so what we did is we started unwrapping the years of uh, tape and the years of uh, the inner tubes there that had been used to to kind of give a temporary fix to that problem. So each year, it almost was like a ring of the tree. <laughs> it it knew, was. You, you could tell. how many years this started by that ring of tape or inner tube. So it took some time before we finally got down to the fitting itself. And when we did, and all of the uh, inner tube and, and tape and everything else was set aside, my father got a wrench, and he tightened the fitting. And guess what? The leak stopped. The leak stopped. And uh, recognizing that there was probably an opportunity for a story there, or for a lesson there for a 12, 14-year-old son, my dad said, you know... Mark, he said, this is this is kind of interesting. He said, we could have easily gotten to the root of the problem probably years ago, but we didn't. We continued to mask it and mask it and mask it until it became unmanageable. And he said, you know, I think that sometimes life is like that. 
especially when we do something maybe that we're not real proud of. We continue to, to mask the problem until it gets out of control. And to this day, probably close to 45 years later, I still remember that experience that uh, my, my, my father took the time to share with me something that he understood because of life's experience. And, you know, that might seem like a very simple story. But for me, it was a story that uh, really helped me to recognize the importance of not masking our problems. Well, so here's this story. This experience starts about 45 years ago. The The learning point and the unmasking hasn't been quite that long because I have been in the family for 45 years. And I remember this, this fix, you know, the, the temporary fix. And I think... And I thought to myself then when you came home, because I hadn't gone down there with you and your dad um, to the house, and you came home and you told me about it. And I thought, I, I first I chuckled, and I've thought about this story so many times. But, you know, like we've talked about, the analogies and learning the lesson behind the story. I thought, how often do I just cover it up? Because it might hurt it might be too painful to right. look at. Right. But you know what? If I would have looked at it in the beginning, the years of pain or being uncomfortable would have, have gone away. I wouldn't have had that. And it could have been replaced with, you know, more peace or understanding. And so I think for me anyway, that's one of those issues in that story of why I wouldn't have fixed it in the beginning is maybe pain or fear, you know. Some but of see, these that things. was the point. Mm -hmm. That that was the point. And and I, I I go back to that quote of Orson F. Whitney where he said that no experience should be wasted. And I really believe that uh, the same is true today. Is that we have to look for the experience in the story. We have to look for the opportunity to share and to, and to grow. And that's what I believe many, if not all, of our guests have been able to share. They've been able to share not only a story, but they've been able to share how that experience was not wasted, how they were able to grow and they were able to, from that initial suffering and from that initial difficulty, make that problem something that became a strength. It's so interesting. When we sit and we can be present and look and make those struggles become a strength because of that lesson along the way. Right. And so I go back again to the question I asked earlier, and that was, is are we finding, are we finding the analogies in those stories and those experiences that we're going through today? Are we, are we looking at them as a way of growing? Are we looking at them as a way of being able to understand what really our responsibilities are as a mother, as a father, as a caregiver, as a whatever your role might be? As a friend. As a friend. Uh, are we finding those opportunities? Are we recognizing uh, what we can, you know, someone might tell us a story about how terrible something was. And the worst thing that we could probably do was just sit there and listen and go, uh-huh, 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 with, without maybe sharing some additional insight that might help them to get past that uh, experience. So I, I love where we're going with this. And, and this just triggered a thought from an experience this morning. And as I was getting ready for the day and 
and making the bed and, and different things. And I, and I had the TV on, which isn't uncommon that I just like a little background noise. And it happened to um, be a talk show. And, it, and here Kelly Ripa was sharing this, this story of this woman. And she had talked about all these experiences that she had gone through. She had gone through, you know, one of the world wars. She had gone through the depression. She had gone through, you know, she listed several things that this woman had gone through. And she talked about how people came together. They, they became united and bonded. And, and she was relating it to today and how, can we learn from my experiences of the past to help us get through this experience that we're having today with the pandemic and with COVID? And, and she wanted to take these pieces of her story from her life and these multiple stories, right? They all didn't happen at once and take those lessons learned and apply them to today. And, and I just, it, I stopped for a second. I thought that's exactly what we had been talking about and what we're trying to do with our podcasts, with all of our social media posts, with Karen the Load is to take the stories of individuals and to present them in a way of hope that then people can learn from others' experiences, other stories, and apply them to their own life. And they don't have to be our stories, do they? They don't. Uh, you know, when, when you're talking about that experience you had this morning, I was reading something not too long ago in a book and, uh, the author, can I, can I share another oh, experience? Please. It was not my experience. In fact, it probably happened. I'm going to guess back, back probably 80 years ago or longer, but it was something that, uh, had an impact on the author of this book that I was reading. She said that several, and I'm just going to read this. She said, several years ago, probably close to 20 years, I became aware that I spent a lot of time thinking and worrying about what I didn't have. All around me were reminders of what others had and that I didn't. It wasn't so much their possessions as their situation, their home, their family, their children. During this time, I read a little story that had a powerful effect on me. I don't remember just where I, I found it, but I'll never forget how it made me feel and the deep impression it left. And, and here is the story that she that she read. She said, two little children were put to bed on a winter's night for the fire had gone out and the cold was pouring in in the many cracks in their little shack that they lived in. The mother strove to eke out the scantiness of the bed by covering place. And, and, and this is the interesting thing here. When we think of when we're cold in bed, what do we do? We put another blanket on. We turn on the electric heater. We, we do different things there that will help us so that we won't be so cold. But in this particular case, this mother said that she she saw uh, two little uh, two little uh, bright eyes shine from under the bed, and as she was trying to find ways that she could make this something that uh, would help them, she put some clean boards over the over the little children on the bed there. Clean boards, not blankets. But clean boards uh, over the children, and she said, "A pair of bright eyes shone out from under the board." And just before that child was hushed in slumber, the child said, "Mother, how nice this is, and how I pity the poor people who don't have any boards to cover their children with on this cold night." Then she said, "This little story stopped me in my tracks. 
I thought about it over and over again, coming to the realization that I'd spent far too much time in my thinking of all that I didn't have instead of recognizing all that I do have. Isn't that a neat little story? That is a really neat little story. I can just see, I'm, I'm envisioning our little grandchildren right now. Mm-hmm. And these, you know, two little pair of eyes peeking out through the bed. Um, you know, through the the one blanket, and maybe, you know, we have we have so much to be grateful for. And I think when we read these stories or hear stories of the past, but yet can learn from their gratitude and appreciation for what they did have. It changes a perspective in my mind and what I want to focus on. So for this person, the author of this uh, this book, she was dealing with uh, problems and, and uh, not feeling the gratitude that she felt like maybe she needed to feel in order to, you know, to, to just be grateful for the things that she did have all around us. And this, and this was a powerful story to her. And as I read it, uh, when I first read it, it was a powerful story to me as well, just for the same reasons that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So don't forget how important stories are, especially if we put some application to that story. So what I'm loving and what I'm hearing you say is that when we're willing to share our stories, then it benefits others in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, something that uh, again not only has the power to allow others to grow, but it has the power for us to grow as well. And that's where we need to be looking. You know, it's easy just to sit down and read words, but one of the things I don't do as often as I should and as good as I should is to reflect upon those things that I read or those reflect upon those experiences that I have. One of the things I try to do at night before I go to sleep is to think out the events of the day and to think about what are the things that I learned today? What could I have done differently or what could I have done better? And as I have that kind of a mindset, it really helps me to try to consider maybe next time I have a similar type of a situation, how will I act and react? Which again... I've I've said this a number of times. It's an intentional process that you're going through to reflect on the day, reflect on the experiences, the stories, the lessons learned um, from that day. And here we are, um, tearing the loads all about stories. It's all about sharing our experiences, not just mine and Mark's, but many of yours, those of you who have been so generously um, willing to share with us and with our community some of your experiences, it only can grow and get better as you are more willing to share and to comment and to do different things um, on our posts and social media and share the lesson learned or that aha moment, that takeaway for you from someone else's experience. So I have a question for you, Annette, as well as to all of the listeners. And I think it's something that maybe we think of 
that maybe perhaps we don't have experiences that are really significant. Maybe we don't or, or can't think of the experiences that we've had during the last six months. Do you remember when we talked six months ago, right, about the time of uh, COVID-19? We asked ourselves a question, and I think we even did it on one of our podcasts. And that question is, what are we going to learn and how will our lives be different after COVID-19 is, is gone than what we know today? How will our lives have been significantly empowered by the stories of this time? We, you did ask me that question then, um, six months ago, and I have found myself thinking about that question quite a lot lately. And for me, I won't take for granted those things that I have or don't have. Um, specific to being able to gather with family and friends, being able to worship with a community in, in a church house. You know, those are some things to me that have been very tender to my heart that I know that I just took for granted before. I just took for granted that I could always go to church on Sunday. But right now, we're having home church. We, we study our scriptures together, and we talk and reflect upon um, the stories that are found in the scriptures and what we can learn from them. But we're not gathering as a congregation because we're still in the heightened times here of this pandemic. And so we're, we're loving our neighbors and those and being, being cautious. So for me, right off the bat, not taking things for granted and loving others in a greater way that they know I love and appreciate them and the gifts that they have and the things that they've blessed my life with. So I, I have an exercise. I'm not asking you to do this right now, Annette, but I have an exercise for each of us. And that would be to do this today, to after you've had a chance to reflect maybe on looking outside or being outside, come back and with a piece of paper and a pencil, write down the things that you learned. Ask yourself some questions. What can I learn from this experience? Good, bad, or indifferent. What did that experience teach me about myself? And what will this experience allow me to gain as I am trying to not only get through maybe difficult times myself, but how can I use this to benefit others? Those are all powerful things. Well, I, th I think we have to be thinking a little bit more deeply. You know, I, I, I often I, I often think uh, about what I think. This is going to sound really strange. I think about the things I think about when I'm not thinking. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. No, it really is. And, uh, and, and I ask you the same thing. What are you thinking about when you're not thinking? Are you thinking about the... The lessons of, of life, are you thinking of the lessons of nature and how you can incorporate those to become a better person? One of the stories that I love is in the Old Testament. And uh, can I share that story, Annette? It's, sure. 
uh, the the story is of, of Jonah. You know, when we think of Jonah in the Old Testament, we think of we think of uh, being swallowed by the well. But what we sometimes forget is that uh, Jonah was an ancient prophet sent by God as a missionary to preach repentance to the people of Nineveh. Now, if you remember that story, the people of Nineveh were the mortal enemies of Jonah and his people. And so he was asked to go and uh, teach these people to have a soft heart because uh, they were very uh, ferocious and a very uh, mean people. And, you know, originally Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because of all of the atrocities that uh, the Assyrians had done to his people, the Hebrews. You remember that story? Mm -hmm. And so reluctantly, Jonah went to Nineveh to preach repentance. And as you know, he had some rather interesting fish stories along the way that we could spend all of our time talking about those fish stories. What would it have been like to be in the belly of a well? I mean, we could go down that road, but we're not going to. We're going to go down the road of what did what did Jonah learn about himself from this experience? Uh, maybe Jonah obeyed because he didn't believe that uh, the people would repent, and he knew that if they didn't, they'd be destroyed. Maybe he was kind of relishing in that. Do we do that sometimes as uh, neighbors of... Uh, Maybe, maybe things aren't going right. Maybe someone wronged us. And, uh, well, they're going to get theirs, right? Well, Jonah did what he was called to do. He cried repentance, and the people changed their hearts. And Jonah, believe it or not, in that story was displeased because the people had repented and they were forgiven. That's not what we sometimes think about when we read about Jonah. And, and Jonah was really angry, and he prayed, and he, and he said, he said, Therefore now, O God, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. He was so angry that, uh, his, uh, that, that God changed his mind and spared the people from destruction. But the thing that I take from that scripture more than anything else is at the very end of uh, the fourth chapter of Jonah in the fourth verse when Jonah is asked a very important question, when God answered back to him and he said, Jonah, doest thou well to be angry? And, and of course, we know what happens there. Jonah uh, was left with a uh, withering uh, plant there, and uh, he, he had to probably ask himself that same question after that experience every day of his life. Doeth it well for me to be angry? And this was an experience that changed his life. We don't know much more about Jonah other than that experience. But it's an experience that can change my life. And I know it's changed my life. I hate the way I feel when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. And like Jonah, he's wanting to die. He would rather die than have that anger and feel that way. No, it doesn't do us well to feel angry. So friends... This is just one example of a powerful story that maybe seemed to not be so... I mean, well, there's a lot of powerful things. Here he is in the belly of a whale and all these <laughs> things. So let me... Let's... It was powerful. And... But look at what we learned. Look at how we can apply that to our lives. So you've, you've mentioned some of the things that you've learned in it. You've mentioned uh, that... Uh, it's been difficult, but that you've learned some things that have hopefully changed the way that you perceive life. I look at uh, during the last six months, I feel like I've I've hopefully learned resilience. I, I hopefully I've learned to be a little bit more patient. Have I become more patient? Oh, you have. Thank you. 
Okay. <laughs> Not that That's... you ever had a quick temper, but I think it's it's something that you have have learned, and um, and I appreciate that. And and, and so I, I guess my my thought there is: ask yourself, what have you learned, or what would you have hoped to have learned during this last six months? And can I tell you, it's not too late to learn those those attributes, those ideas, those uh, you know whether it was to uh, read more. I know that sometimes uh, the question of the day is, what new series are you watching on television? And I think that sometimes we don't give ourselves that opportunity to learn the way that we need to. The the to, to, to gain more insight, whether it's by reading a book, whether it's by having conversations with people that we typically don't talk with. Again, it comes down to being still, being purposeful, intentional, and present. That we can evaluate those experiences of the day, evaluate our stories and the different things that we're hearing from friends and neighbors and books we read that will help us to learn and to grow. Can I share one last uh, poem? One last poem. And, and then we'll finish. Uh, this this is a, by an unknown uh, author titled Life Lessons. Life's Lessons. And the uh, poem goes as this. I learn as the years roll onward and leave the past behind that much I had encountered with sorrow but proves that God is kind. That many a flower I had longed for had hidden a thorn of pain and many a rugged bypath led to fields of ripened grain. The clouds that cover the sunshine, they cannot banish the sun, and the earth shines out the brighter when the weary rain is done. We must stand in the deepest sorrow to see the clearest light, and often through wrong's own darkness comes the very strength of light. The sweetest rest is at even, even after a wearisome day, when the heavy burden of labor has borne from our hearts away, and those who have never known sorrow can never know the infinite peace that falls on the troubled spirit when it sees at last release. We must live through the dreary winter if we would value the spring, and the woods must be cold and silent before the robins sing. The flowers must be buried in darkness before they can bud and bloom, and the sweetest, warmest sunshine comes after the storm and gloom. Experiences our guests share inspire us, as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Care in the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep caring. Thanks for tuning in. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Care in the Load community through social media as well as to share the site with those you know. Have some feedback you'd like to share? Please leave a note in the comments section below. If you enjoyed this episode on how stories can benefit us, Please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of this post. And finally, please take a minute to leave us an honest review and rating. They help us out when it comes to the ranking of the show. Mark and I make it a point to read every single one of the reviews we get. Thanks for listening. We are stronger together. Keep caring. Mm-hmm.